Hey there, this is Hannah McGee, and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canyon County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place. Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond. So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again for another episode of iHeart2C podcast. I'm Hannah and my co-host, John McGee. And we have another wonderful guest that John is going to introduce to all of you today. Well, we're excited to, uh, to talk to Jim Porter, who is the pastor at Caldwell Free Methodist Church. Um, Jim is very involved in the community in a variety of different ways, including as the chairman of the Urban Renewal Board in Caldwell. Um, but one of the things that he's been involved with over the last several years is the Caldwell Compassion Clinic, where people are uh, served, we call them guests, um, people are served w- with medical, uh, dental services, haircuts, social services, and everything's for free under the banner of churches getting together to do it. Uh, Jim, how how did you get this vision how did you get this started what was the what was the moment you said we got to bring that to Caldwell uh yeah um Sharon and I co-pastor the church here it it's been a uh treasured 20 years that we've been able to work together before that I'd been in business and uh, we moved over from Salem Oregon in 2003 and Caldwell quickly became home one of the joys of moving over was we were able to now serve in a small church rather than a big church. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a whole lot of options that you don't have when you're pastoring a larger congregation. Um, There just aren't as many sheep that need to be uh, (laughs) corralled and pinned and chased and so forth. So what it did was it really opened the door to uh, other opportunities in the community to just be Jim and Sharon and to contribute in the ways that we have an affinity for, uh, we have aptitudes in certain areas, and just uh, become a greater part of life in the city, not just life within a, a small section, a small community within the city mm-hmm. called a church. So it really expanded our horizons. But one of the things that happens when you go from a larger church to a smaller church is you just don't have the bandwidth that you did. Uh, I used to call our church in Salem, a, a place that could control its own weather, <laughs> meaning you always had plenty of volunteers, you had plenty of resources, you could uh, dream a dream and see it come to life within a matter of a month or two. But when you're in a small church in a new community, you just don't have those connections and you don't have the bandwidth and you have to go out beyond yourself, you know, which is really the intent, but you go beyond yourself to build connections with other ministers, with other people in the community, to uh, to broaden your footprint. And for us, the best way to do this was to uh, think about creating a local agency that was a nonprofit that wasn't um, 
a religious organization, but it was founded on biblical principles and godly principles and, and moral principles as found in the Bible. And that's what we did. We got some very good advice from Dick Shaw, the pastor of the First Baptist Church back in the day. And um, he said the world does not need another religious organization coming in to tell them how things ought to be. He said, what we need are Christians who are sold out to the mission of Christ and then putting their talents to work for the good of the city. Mm. And Dick was just spectacular and spot on. And that was back in 2010 when he gave us this advice. And then out of that came uh, the Love Caldwell organization. And uh, we got our nonprofit status in 2013 and then began looking for for uh, projects that would fit within our mission and our vision and our desire to give people in the community, whether they're people of faith or people that that are part of the uh, emerging group of nuns who are spiritual, but but don't proclaim a certain faith uh, tradition or faith background, Mm -hmm. give them a place to serve. Because if there's anything that we all know, it's a good thing to do good. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to be a good neighbor. I mean, those are scriptural values. Uh, We talk about them on every Sunday in every church in Canyon County. And uh, so it's something that can draw us together rather than push us apart. Mm -hmm. And out of that uh, mission and vision, we were introduced to a a local dentist who's since retired named Mike Benedict. Mm -hmm. And Mike had been involved in, in some of these medical dental clinics with his son's church over in Vancouver, Washington. And Mike came in to visit with myself and Sharon as the leaders of Love Caldwell at that point and said, this is something we we should look at bringing to Caldwell. And we said, well, think about it. Uh, It was a a huge step forward in our development as an organization, as a nonprofit. And we let the idea sit for about a year. Mike came back the next year. He said, I'm still interested in this. And uh, are you willing to talk with myself and John McGee about, about doing this. And we do, knew John uh, not well, but knew uh, John had been with West Valley Medical and uh, said, yeah, let's, let's see where this takes us. And from that, Dr. Benedict brought the mission and vision of a Portland organization called Compassion Connect mm-hmm. uh, into, our, into our vision as well. What Compassion Connect does in the the Portland context is draw um, churches together to work to impact a neighborhood. And um, a neighborhood in my hometown of Portland, a neighborhood might be 150,000 people. Mm -hmm. And so um, you have pockets of churches, pockets of people working in a defined uh, sub-region of the city of Portland to to do good for their neighbors. And we thought with uh, Compassion Connect's abilities and with their reach, we should look at this because uh, if if they can do it in a neighborhood, at that point Caldwell was less than 50,000 people. We thought if an organization is small and nimble, You can change the culture, not just of a neighborhood, but you can change the trajectory of a city. Mm -hmm. And that was encouraging. 
And when we found people that were willing to buy into that vision, that we can change the trajectory of an entire city like Caldwell, that is seeing uh, these glimmers of hope and, and, um, and uh, ways forward into a more prosperous future, we ought to be engaged in that from the outset. And so we uh, started our first compassion clinic back in 2014. And one of our driving forces is we want to hold this event, not at O'Connor Fieldhouse, not at uh, the Idaho Center. We want to go where the need is most immediately seen and engaged. So what we did was we made contact with uh, uh, the wonderful Monica White and the irrepressible Matt Strong, (laughs) who were at uh, Canyon Springs High School at the time, said, this is what we would like to do. May we use your building? Because we know Canyon Springs uh, High School, number one, it's considered the alternative high school. And we know what the undercurrent of that is. But also, it's in a a part of our city that uh, really exposes the need of our community. Mm -hmm. And back then we we looked into the data and it showed that this particular uh, neighborhood in, in Canyon County was one of the poorest in the state. Wow. And one of our things uh, as pastors is I have got to find clever ways to show my congregation what true need looks like. Yeah. Because when you see brokenness, whether it's, it's people's health, their spirit, uh, their family, their Uh, significant relationships. Once you come face to face with brokenness and need, you can't unsee that. Mm -hmm. And so I need, I needed people from my South Caldwell um, neighborhoods to see the need of the North Caldwell neighborhood. Maybe their attitude would change. Maybe they would say, yeah, that is my neighbor. Yes, I do have a responsibility. And it is good to do good. And I should teach my kids as well that it's good to volunteer and do good in their community. So I'll be quiet and let another question well, come. I mean, I yes. think you can tell I'm a, a minister, right? Yeah. Well, but you just explained very well the mm-hmm. whole idea behind how these clinics came to Caldwell, right? I, Jim, you can, I'm sure you remember when we drove up to Portland and went to the the clinic in the basement of the Rose Garden there, the, the Portland Trailblazers old stadium. And we we walked through and you just see scores of people getting their teeth cleaned or getting a medical exam, um, getting some resources or a box of food, in, in our case, in Caldwell. And I, I think it was at that moment where I finally caught the vision, where you, where you understood, oh, I get this. This is easy. This is just people serving other people, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Jim, tell tell our listeners if if they if they show up to a clinic or they suggest that someone show up to a clinic and they walk up to the door at nine o'clock, what 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 can they expect when they when they arrive? Well, what we hope for and what we actually deliver are are you know often uh, two different things. But this is what we aspire to. Number one. Uh, we respect the dignity of all people. Mm-hmm. We ask how we can serve them rather than them having to ask for a particular service. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we begin conversation because sometimes um, 
you know, depending on the, the temperament or the, uh, the makeup of a person, they're not going to be eager to volunteer a lot about how they're broken sure. and what they need. I mean, we just, even the poorest among us have, have that. We still have a, a little bit of our pride intact and we don't like to say, I, I need something. So we try to draw this out in a gentle and kind and, and Christian way. And then we direct them to where the particular service, whether they need some kind of uh, medical attention or whether it's dental, um, those are the two primary drivers, the medical and the dental. But then we kind of build off that. We also uh, ask questions like, how are you for food? How are you for shoes? How are you for clothes? Um, we have barbers and hairstylists here. Would you like a haircut while you're here today? Uh, this year, we're going to be able to say, would your kids like to go to the petting zoo? Okay. Also offer, you know, if you if you brought your child, we do have a, a kid's area where they can play and, and do some crafts and things like this. Um, have you had breakfast this morning? Are you thirsty? You know, all of these little hospitality things that that um, a lot of us are, have forgotten how to do, mm -hmm. but are so necessary to building a human relationship with people. You know, scripture talks about it. Here I go again. I mean, scripture talks about how just offering a cup of cool water to somebody can be an enormous blessing because you never know uh, what that person's going through, uh, the situation that, that they're coming out of, whether they had to walk to Elevate Academy for the clinic or, or whether somebody dropped them off or how are they going to get home? You know, it's, it's the smallest of things sometimes that lead to the greatest effect mm -hmm. and the greatest uh, goodwill and bridge building uh, within a community. It doesn't take much. Yeah. I like that. And it, you also remind me that what s separates the Caldwell clinic from, you know, other one day pop-up clinics that other organizations do. And that is that, Compassion Caldwell makes no bones about it's a religious um, organization that's serving, right? That we right. are we are interested in bringing um, the message to people. We have a, a prayer room that um, will be operated by by pastors, and and so it's a it's a different experience than than a lot of other clinics, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can you can uh, have a tooth extracted. You can uh, see a doctor who will uh, diagnose a problem, um, and those are good things. But at the end of the day, has your heart been touched? Has your spirit been lifted? And you know there are ways when we know that we are in some sacred moment in sacred space. Has somehow my spirit been moved uh, through these small acts of kindness by other people. Yeah. And that is something you can't measure it. You can, you can measure the number of molars that you have sitting in a dish at the end of the day that came out of, you know, so many people yeah. or any things or what you've done, but the spiritual component is something that we just trust God with, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, and this is just as important and just as urgent to people in these post-COVID days where we are struggling again to, to find our identity and struggling with all forms of brokenness that have just kind of percolated to the surface through COVID and through our times of isolation. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's a bigger task than you realize mm -hmm. to hold some of these clinics. One of the things that, as you mentioned, uh, Portland, John, one of the things I remember seeing is a place for people's pets. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that or not, but because so many of the people that they were dealing with were homeless yes. yeah, and pets. yet they need service. What do I do with my, mm. my dog? And so it's a good reminder to my Caldwell context and the way I see Con Caldwell that problems are run deep <laughs> and uh, need runs deep. And sometimes, again, maybe it's a dish of cool water for this hot dog. Yeah. yeah. You just never know. But right. God will show you what you need to see. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to act on that or to, uh, you know, it's yeah. on us if we avoid it. Jim, do you have a, sure. before we get, um, kind of close this up, do you have a story um, or just, you know, something short of a story that sticks in your mind from these clinics that you guys have been hosting now for the last couple of years? Um, something that sticks out to you, like of, of something that, Maybe a family came and wasn't expecting anything, but they got a lot of services because they haven't been taken care of before. Does anything stick out to you? I'm sure there's many, but. <laughs> yeah, there are. And it's it's really hard to, to answer on the spot. But <clears throat> there have been some. Uh, uh, it's been the people that have come back to say thank you. Oh that have really impressed us. And sometimes it's the guests that we have served. And other times it's been the people that have served mm -hmm. that came back to say, thank you for bringing me into this. Thank you for letting me serve. Sure. And uh, I think those are the ones that I'm gonna have to leave uh, the story untold, mm -hmm. but just say, that's the context of the story. Sure. You know, we have dozens of stories of people who couldn't afford $5,000 worth of dental work mm -hmm. that got it for free yeah. at the right time, at the right place, by the right doctor. But then there are also some very special stories of people that have volunteered to serve that it has changed their vision of Caldwell right. and their vision of being a good neighbor. Yeah. Just you know, again, once you see the need, you, you don't un right. see that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's really great. Well, we've got a clinic coming up, which is kind of exciting. Um, that's on August 27th. Jim mentioned we do those now at Elevate Academy and it's from nine o'clock to three o'clock. And so for our listeners, if you know someone out there that may not be able to afford these services or, or can't get to it during the week, um, we don't means test. We don't ask you to, to uh, let us know how much money you make. We're just there to serve. And so if you, if you need those services or you know someone who does, boy, send them down to Elevate on uh, August 27th at, uh, from 9 to 3, and we will definitely help those, those folks out. And Jim, are there any other needs as far as um, how the community can get involved and volunteer? Um, is there any kind of open gaps that you're still looking for as far as um, people that need to, or that you need service for? Sure. Yeah. We're always looking for medical and dental professionals mm -hmm. uh, that you don't have a few hours to spend uh, giving their time and, and uh, ability. 
Okay. If so, uh, just reach out to us either by email at lovecaldwellidaho um, at gmail.com that way, or through our Facebook page, which is simply Love Caldwell. Uh, we will also be posting later today a volunteer portal where they can just click on a link and go to the different service areas and say, I'd like to serve for a few hours in this capacity. You're able to, to serve for a few hours or, or the entire event. I mean, it's everything from setup and teardown to helping uh, with the, the tons, literally tons of clothes that are given away yeah. to food, food service to... Uh, anything that it takes to to put the event on we don't uh, uh you know ask for charitable donations but we accept them mm -hmm. we we have uh, uh just been very fortunate with some good co-sponsors like west valley medical uh this year we're going to be teaming with genesis health here in caldwell and uh there are uh, Idaho Food Bank. I mean, there are several agencies that assist us in, in presenting this, but uh, cash donations are always put right back into the, into the effort. We, uh, we try to uh, do the, the most we can with uh, what we get, and we do a pretty good job with that. Yep. For sure. I can say, too, from experience, it is quite an um, impactful way to serve our community, to see truly the need and um, be able to kind of put the hands and feet uh, to to these people and give them, um, you know, Jesus's heart and service. So thank Absolutely. you for what you do, Jim. We really appreciate you and the organization and and all the impact that you've already made in our community. Well, and thanks to you and John as well, Hannah. I really appreciate you guys, your friendship, your uh, willingness to uh, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And uh, you guys are a uh, a symbol of uh, hope and resilience, and we love you for uh, all we're worth. Thank you. Thanks, and Jim. everybody, we will have all the information that you can get a hold of um, Love Caldwell and Jim. If you guys want to volunteer, any of those resources you need, we'll have that in our notes as well. So. All right. Pastor Jim Porter. Hey. Thank you. It's Reverend. <laughs> oh, I know. I didn't think I would use that because I thought you'd give me a hard time about it, but it is Reverend yeah, yeah. Jim Porter. No, no, no. It's, it's just Jim. Hey, thank you, too. Yes, thank appreciate you. It. Have Thanks, a great Jim. day. Thanks for joining us on the iHeart2C podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iheart2c.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iheart2c. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.